What's up, everybody? It's SOS here. And this is Sly Elsewhere. And we don't have a prompter, so we're just saying whatever we want, because this is... The, the Apocalypse, Apocalypse Bros. And we're back uh, on another episode of The Apocalypse Bros. Welcome What's back. Up? Yeah, we're, oh, are you talking to me? Welcome back to the Apocalypse Bros, everybody. The, and, and me? Yeah, we have a giant audience today. Say hello, audience. Hello. <sighs> Hi. Wow, listen to the audience. Listen to that cheering. We'll put that in later. Yeah, that's right. We'll get right? that. Yeah. We'll actually cut out <laughs> what our audience gave us, mm. and we'll replace it with some actual right. cheering. Something that's not so dismal oh, wow. and sad We'll and probably end up recording it ourselves, actually. We'll that's you know, you could just make us echo so we sound like there's more people here. We'll see what we can do. That's, a, that's, our, that's our guest star. And he, we're gonna, sh- he showed up early. We told he him not did. to get here until he's like nine. In here. He's been, We've been setting up the equipment with Anthony, and he's just been in here just talking our ears off. He's been like, what's that? And touching stuff. Blood. It's like, yo, lug nuts, slow down. Yeah. We got to get to Sorry, the, we gotta get to the news headlines. News. News. Right, send us news. your news. And we'll give you... We'll send some news back. Oh, know. yeah, that too, yeah. We can make the news. Right. If we make news, that'd make our jobs a whole lot easier about talking about the news. Well, we there are... We were there... Right. You know. There are those who do make the news in the apocalypse, but we just share the news. Yeah. Yep. That's like, we don't make we do. the rules, we just share them. Same here, you know. We don't make the news, we just share it. No. The, the, Unless we're told to make the, the news. The sanitation union makes the rules. Right. We they just share the news. very honest, truthful news yeah. that we have. Propaganda. Propaganda. We give, we give out the propaganda. That's a negative connotation. No. No? Okay. No. Yeah, we give out the propaganda for the sanitation union, and then... Well, they give us the propaganda in the first place. Right. And then, and then we and share we get, it out. Right. Yeah. And then it goes from So there. it's, I mean, it comes from Tantation Union, so it's definitely got to be like to the T truthful. To the TP. To the T, to the P. That's right. So, in the news today, uh, Sly, you're going to kick us off. Yeah. I am going to kick us off. What's yeah. in the news? Karens. That's what's in the ah, news. Karens are the worst. Karens are the worst. Uh, but in this new segment, uh, Karens around the world are getting tired of being referred to as Karens. Cool. They're also being tired of not being seen as individuals. They have started to band together into their own gang, and they're out to speak to your manager, which oh. begs the question, if they are ga- starting a gang, would that not dispel them being individuals even more so and put a group mentality on them? Yeah, that does make sense. It's such a Karen thing to do. Follow-up question to that. If they're coming to speak to the managers... Is our manager Anthony? What if Karen becomes the manager? Ooh. Ooh. I don't she know. just talk to herself? She would talk to herself. She's it's like a vicious circle insane. that she would just eventually like eat her head. And She'd be like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yes. Except instead of a volleyball. Karen! It's, it's her. Right. Yeah. But yeah, she probably would talk to Anthony, and Anthony would do the job and get away from her. Anthony would ideally uh, give a raise, rabies, yes. as he often gives most people that interact with or him. Or raisins. Or raisins. Either one works. It's always one of the two. Yes. You never know. You you see him like reach behind himself and you're hoping for a packet of raisins. Not that I'm really a big fan of raisins, to be completely honest with you. They're nature's candy. Um what what about grapes? I feel like grapes pre raisined are nature's When was candy. the last time you found a grape that wasn't dried up by the apocalyptic sun? I don't know, but I mean it had to it couldn't have just grown as a raisin. It had to be a grape at one point. No, it was at one point, but then it grew into a raisin. Hmm. It became what it was meant to be. I don't know if I'd say what it was meant to be. Other than wine. It was really meant to be wine. It's very different having a freshly dried raisin as opposed to one that you like get in a package like we used to back in the days when we right. grocery stores yep. and stuff like that. 
it's a whole different flavor. Yes. You know, because they put so much preservatives in it. Right. Well, that's but true. But now yeah. they don't anymore because it's natural. Just fresh. Yeah. So you got to eat them like quick. Yeah. It's actually better. Yeah. True. I like them better. They're not like that weird, gross, like texture yeah with like the the problem is i think when they preserve them so long like you have that sugar inside of them the mm-hmm. natural sweetness i think it like crystallizes and become this weird mm-hmm. chewy almost like crunchy type of stuff yeah it's gross it's like yeah what is this you this know, ain't nature funny story is i, I actually remember telling my dad once uh, <laughs> 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 no I, funny uh, story i said i said you know Man, why do they always... Do, I mean, oatmeal is a great, like, type of cookie. Oatmeal. I think oatmeal cookies. Yes. But, like, why put mm. raisins in them when you could put chocolate chips in them? Ra- I mean, chocolate chips are so much better than raisins. Because... And my dad, I said, who even likes raisins anyway? And my dad just kind of looked at me really sad, and he says, well, I like raisins. And that's how you guys ended up not talking to each other for 10 years. That's right. <laughs> Actually, that and another split. situation where uh, he was decorating a birthday cake. And uh, he asked me, or he was having some trouble with the, like, frosting. Right. And I said, you want me to do it? And he said, oh, you think you can do better than I can? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Dad, I, I do have a Bachelor of Arts degree. <laughs> so I think the two of those things paired together were why we haven't talked for 10 years. That's probably it, yeah. It yeah. doesn't take much. Those it's, are... it's awkward. It's sad. And it's my fault. If you're honest. out there, SOS's dad, we're looking for you. Yeah. We will find you. Sorry, Dad. And we will bond your relationship That's with your right. son. We're going to play ball. We're going to play catch uh on to our other headline real cat in the cradle story there that's right it is our second headline is that environmentalists and motorheads now keep in mind when i say motorheads we're not talking about the band motorhead we're talking about uh people that like to drive fast with no limits you know these are like your people that like hop behind a wheel and they're just like i want to go i don't want to have to worry about stop signs i don't want to have to worry about speed limits i don't want to have to worry about cops i just want to go and i want to go fast i want to go fast i don't want to have to stop Okay, so environmentalists and motorheads are actually banding together together to together to? to make traffic signals "quote unquote" go green. Um, now, if oh, I'm being literally. really honest, I feel like they might have different messages. Nah, the, the phrasing the is exactly the same. Right. But I feel like their messages might be different. Do you have the environmentalists that obviously you know want things to be environmentally green right. and and green energy, right. but then you have the motorheads. I think want just green lights all the time. Yeah. So that's like green, green. And we'll get into more of that later. Yeah, and we're at well, and that's that's how transitions work, uh, uh, lug nut. See, this guys, this is what happens when you have a guest that comes in early, and they're just here, and they don't have much of a formal education, oh, and they just kind of oh, they kind of work on lug nuts all day. You know, they, it's they lug the nuts around all around. them fumes Little and stuff. You know. That's right. Those, you car know, fumes. those fumes really help you work hard. <laughs> Let me tell you, they make you really lose track of time. So, obviously, you guys have been here, uh, here and our, our guest in the back. Uh, we would like to introduce to you Lugnut. Formally introduce you. Formally introduce to you the musician formerly known as Lugnut. Not true. He's actually currently known as Lugnut, and he is absolutely not a musician. We heard him crooning earlier, and it was crooning, horrible. yes. Uh, nevertheless, he's a mechanic in the post-apocalyptic world. Why don't you say hi to the world out there, Lugnut? Mm. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Lugnut. That he is. Wow. What an introduction. It's a great introduction. Thank you very much. We're more or less ecstatic to have you on the show. More or less. Uh, We know you've actually... So Lugnut actually lives here in the same uh, little providence. Looks like our guest has a question. Oh, yeah. No, what, what... Is it bad that I've forgotten both of your names already? Yeah, it probably is, because as I was just saying... 
I told you, fumes. Is, is from our fumes. Lugnut is from our little uh, village that we yeah. live in, or village or settlement or whatever you want to call the it. The village that we live closest to in the bunker, that is. Exactly, exactly. And so we see him pretty often, and he has begged us to be on the show using our names Sly Elsewhere and SOS, um, which he obviously seems to have forgotten already, which is a little embarrassing on his end. Yeah. It's kind of sad they never told me, and now they're trying to embarrass me. It's true, it's true. We are trying to embarrass him quite a bit. Well. It happens. He did it himself. He did to it himself. It's the fumes. Anyway, so he's here to talk it's to us about uh, cars in the post-apocalypse. You know, a lot of us have one that's sitting out in the yard, and we haven't used it since the apocalypse hit. They're just sitting there collecting dust and starting to rust. Up on blocks, if you will. And it, some are up on blocks. That's right, because rubber from the tires was a val- is a valuable resource. And so Very most true. People have used it for other things. But rubber. here's the thing. Your car that you have might not be completely out of commission just yet. What? So, Lugnut, tell us a little bit about what kind of cars can we expect to still be able to be used or uh, maybe even salvaged to some extent? Can we put something together? What's what's the situation with cars right now? Well, that's this itch. Well, to my knowledge, to my honest belief here, is any new car that is sold without a carburetor, good luck with it. If anything, it's all going to be needed to be swapped over to at least a carburetor. Uh, You can run a two-cycle, you can run a four-cycle, but you cannot run anything with a computer. Computers will be wiped out by the solar flares. So if you have anything with a computer, be ready for it to die on you when the solar flares come or not start in the morning because solar flares will knock out all of your electronics. Hmm. That being said, everything will need to be swapped over to carbureted, you could probably run steam, but it's not very practical. And you could run a diesel. So diesel and gasoline in two strokes are going to be your best bet. Now, the good thing is, is not all of the all of the uh, cars will be crushed. There's still quite a few out there. There's enough to go around. And there's more than enough engines to be swapped into modern-day cars. Don't expect to use a radio either, because those will also be gone. Uh, we, have a, we have a car that's sitting up atop. Where our bunker, our bunker right. is obviously underground, and we have a, a car, old car that's rusted. Super up there. good cover. Pretty sure that it's, um, I'm pretty sure that it's a newer car, so it's probably full of computers. It's probably not going to work, even at this point. Um, but my my main question is, what, do you think the horn will still work? The mm. horn, the horn will absolutely, absolutely still work. Oh. Uh, your your basic electronics will work as long as you don't have any computerized controls in it. So anything fuel injected is not going to work. Now, with a carbureted. All you have is a generator alternator. Those should keep should should keep working. There's nothing that's controlling them computer-wise. So all of your basic electronics will work. Your radio might turn on in an older car, say in the 60s, maybe in the 70s, probably not in the 80s. Uh, they started using more computer boards in the 80s, and the early computer boards I do think may survive, but probably won't survive when the solar flares get stronger. So I think... If you're someone who relies on music, you might want an 8-track player or a, or a tape player. Maybe a CD will work, but MP3s won't work. Radio stations probably won't work, so you're kind of out of luck there. And we have talked about the 8-tracks actually before. That's true. We've talked about downloading our podcast in some shape or form and then burning it or, or recording it onto some sort Trans- of device. Yeah, transferring it. What about, it you said 8-deck. 
what about like like cassette tapes? Cassette tapes should work. Oh, but, there you go. But if it, if there's a magnetic flare, then obviously mm. the CDs and eight tracks will not work anymore. My biggest concern is about a uh, a mega magnetic flare may knock out um, alternators and uh, generators because they run off of magnet to help power up your battery. Well, that would. That would be problematic for us here in the right. Well, that's why we've podcast. actually we've insulated it in such a way where that and stuff isn't going to bother us. Yes. Yeah, we've had it where it's actually reflective and stuff with the metal on the roof and the way we've put it into play. Um, we're pretty we're pretty set here. Anthony and and friends actually have have designed us this wonderful impenetrable layer as far as it comes from solar and magnetic flares. This well, is what happens when you really pair yourself with the sanitation union. They uh, they give back. They take they care of you. That's right. That being said, too, that's actually a pretty good point. Is if you are able to take your new newer vehicle that has computers, you may be able to keep it running longer by putting this special solar solar flare repellent, I guess, to say for a vehicle, and it would you can get the uh, solar flare repellent kind of window tints, which would be a huge help for you. That way, it can't penetrate directly through. It might reflect some of that enough to keep your car running. So that, that, that could be a very big possibility. Got to prevent penetration. That's yes, right. Yes. Now, I wear on a fairly regular basis, and, and Sly, you can, you can attest to this, but I wear my tinfoil hat pretty often outside wherever I go, along with my face mask, of course. Right. Not because he's crazy. No. Uh, because it's, it's useful, and it protects us from alien radio waves. Uh, and at the same time... Can I put a tinfoil hat on my car so that it helps protect it from, I mean, alien waves, sure, Sure. alien radio waves, sure. Um, I don't want to listen to alien podcasts. I just want to listen to Apocalypse. SN Earthlings, we're here to tell you about our spaceship. I am Clark, and this is my co-host, Flerschenflark. Come on, Flerschenflark, say hello. Don't be shy. Yeah, who wants to listen to that? That's all Not he me. says. Trash. Now, will will a tinfoil hat protect my car? Now, I don't. I don't believe a tinfoil hat would be exactly the best idea. I think mm. actually going out and buying the correct materials is going to be your best bet. Um, tinfoil hat on your car for one, it looked very goofy, and for two, with tinfoil, aluminum foil, and stuff like that, the sun really reflects off of it. So if you're driving down the road, you might be blinding other people. Um, I'm blind. It, could, it could create an accident that you're involved in. I don't think it's a very bright idea to go oh, down that route. It sounds like it is a very bright idea. But dun dun. Uh, all you've said so far has given me two wins to giving my car a tinfoil hat. Win win. Not only does it veer away other drivers right. in the area, self defense, but it also. <laughs> But it also looks goofy, which is always fun. Goofy. Uh, if I <laughs> wait, it's reflecting the heat, so it's probably not insulating whatever's inside of it. So I can't like make a grilled cheese while I'm driving around. Well, if you put it on top of your car and you strapped it down with some, you know, cable ties. Or well, something if, like if you that, inverted it, if you had an inverted hat, that's right, cone shape with like a circular bottom that would stabilize itself on the on the roof, then maybe you could like put. A grilled cheese inside of the hat. Basically, what I'm hearing is that tinfoil hat on your car is not the worst idea in the world if you've got the tinfoil for it. I've heard of worst. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what else do we need to know about cars? And what about fuel? Uh, yes. Are, how long can we expect fuel to be continued and sustained for? I think fuel is the most difficult one because without without computers or anything reliable, 
you won't know when your ga- when your gasoline or your diesel is coming. Right. There won't be any communication there, so you're really going to have to almost post up next to a gas station so you can make sure you're going to be the first people there. And I imagine the longer we're in the apocalypse, the less amount of fuel that's going to be available. Right, stuff. right. And there's so many things that are that are new technology that run directly off of computers to get us our fuel. We're going to have to figure out, get older machinery running right. to pull the oil, the natural oil out of the earth or the natural be gasoline and diesel out of the earth. And much slower much process. Much slower process. Now. But the good thing about that is, is we have that we can still use some of the technologies that we've had today and we can still make better products than what they were 100, you know, That's 30, true. 40 years ago. Right. Even, we even have 20 that. years ago, they weren't what they are now. So we can still implement the, the tools and things that we have now. I, I do believe that we can get a lot of those things running without using sure. computers and just using levers and certain, you know, they're still using levers. They're yeah. not everything's robotic yet. Are so. you talking about Flintstoning our cars? Ooh, oh, not not quite, not quite. We don't want to drop down that low. That's dropping us a little low. I think if we're going to have to as Flintstone as our cars, low rider. if we're thinking of Flintstoning Flintstoning our cars, I think we all need to run two cycle uh, two cycle motorcycles and uh, um, sorry go karts and things oh, like that. Yes. I think I think you'll see a lot more go karts, four wheelers, snowmobiles, and things like that used throughout the year. Um, mopeds. Mopeds for sure. Now I, I, as we've mentioned before in the show, our bunker is located out here in the Midwest, specifically Iowa. So obviously that means the positive side of this whole fuel situation is that I can just go out to the local field, grab an ear of corn, and just squeeze it into my my tank, squeeze right? Squeeze it in nice and That's hard. what well, ethanol is, right? Squeeze it's not quite that. Hard. It's quite, quite a much larger process than just taking some corn, but say you have an old carbureted car, uh, say maybe a Chrysler 440 or a, or a Hemi. Hmm. If you have one of those and you have a bunch of, say, alcohol, straight alcohol, Everclear, moonshine laying around you could run your vehicle off of that this is, is it be more expensive yes but you can also make your own still and run directly off of what you can what you can produce this is probably going to be the first podcast in history that's going to get sponsored by both cars and alcohol in the same or alcoholics down. Arco- yeah well yeah that's that's how we that's drink what your car is running off of. here we go <laughs> that's what we do here at the apocalypse bro. the best part about that is uh if you, your neighbor has a car running off of Everclear or some sort of um, almost 100% alcohol type of thing. All you got to do is grab a straw. You know, and, and siphon it right yeah. out of there, and you're going to get drunk. You, know? you could it's siphon it right out of him. Yeah, right. Could, yeah. Just, yeah. As he's drinking it, just kind of get your straw in there and I get know, a little bit of it yourself. And I know we could do that out of Anthony if we get uh, yes. on some of his nights when he's throwing it. What if you have a car that is to the point of uh, where it just is not worth... Um, um, using as far as an actual vehicle and stuff. Do you have any sort of tips as far as just anything left on it? Um, I have my own DIY slash survival tip that I'll share at the end, but I just want to know if you had any more ideas about possibly what what you could use the, the spare parts on it. Well, I think if you have a car that's not really worth much, you might be able to talk to a neighbor or a close friend or somebody to find that might have an extra vehicle, but your car is the exact same one that they're having now, and you might be able to trade for a running car and give that one to them for parts for their car. See, if someone did that for me, I'd say, yes, I'll take it right now because that gives you a whole parts car when things break down in your car. And I think that's a very smart way to go about that. And that gives you a running car. 
and then maybe someone would trade you for, you know, maybe you'll get another car later on down the road, or you need some parts, and you parts car, you buy that from them, you don't want to spend much. You get free you Uber rides things. from the neighbor that you gave the parts there to. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You can do that, too. They can take you to, to church and your grandma's house. and Take me to whatever's church. Whatever's left for a grocery store. That's right. Uh, so The crumbs on the floor. The, right. take, take you to the A&W. The, a, the old A&W where uh, there's a cult hold up there somewhere one of Get them hot dogs and root beer floats that's and right you together believe it that in chili wouldn't you believe it humans. wouldn't you believe it that there's still toilet paper Allegedly. in this time there, after the I, coronavirus well, people things. still have rooms full of it it's true it's true thanks to the uh sanitation union uh our our fantastic corporate overlords right as we've we've referred to them in the past we still have some toilet paper coming out um special thanks to them for keeping yes. things moving and keeping the the world well, wiped clean you know what you know i think the sanitation was really smart in their approach you know they thought we just the um the free people are not going to be smart enough to to be able to uh limit and control their use of toilet paper so mm-hmm, what they mm-hmm. what they did which was very smart and wise and and ultimately for our good was they went ahead and they took all the toilet paper that they could grab went ahead and just just got masses of it um, stockpiled it in their their private warehouses somewhere, uh, yet to be revealed to us because I'm sure we would just try to go and take it and use too much, and they delve it out as deemed necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true, they're and, brilliant people. Yeah, they had to ration it because they know we couldn't. So that was just really really smart on their part, you know, knowing that the free people were not going to be able to do it, so they had to take it and use it for our good. That's and right. Be able to give it back to, to us. So thank you, Sanitation Union. Thank you, Sanitation Union. You guys are fantastic. Now. Out of curiosity, uh, Lugna, you own a body shop here in town. Uh, what is what is a day to day kind of like in a post apocalyptic world running an auto body shop? Well, I don't really do much with bo- auto body anymore. Uh, we're we're converting a lot more over to swapping engines and making it possible for people to be able to run their vehicles. Um, in a day-to-day basis, sometimes we do do things um, to make a car less likely to be broken into so people can't siphon your gas or steal your vehicle. We want to implement a lot of fail-safes in the vehicle. Um, I don't really want to go in through those because they're kind of specialized and we don't want everybody knowing about what we're doing. Um, it's, it kind of helps us with business and it helps the customer so nobody knows how to steal their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys obviously work on probably a lot of, as we mentioned before, a lot of uh, go-karts, a lot of things like that. Are you seeing a big trend in that kind of stuff right now, or, or is that a pretty big possibility and a pretty big resource that's becoming available? Well, we're trying to get more people to ride four-wheelers, dirt bikes, and things like that because it's kind of hard to get a vehicle sometimes into the woods and come back out. And being a smaller, shorter wheelbase, it's easier to tra- traverse through the harder terrains that a vehicle can't get through they might high center or they might get stuck in some mud and they're a lot harder to pull out so we want to see more people on dirt bikes and four-wheelers and then in the winter time use snowmobiles and the great thing about all of those is they can literally go anywhere and you can go hunting with them very easily you had you can put all of your stuff you know dirt bikes are a little tougher you'd have to make some mounts and stuff which we could do for you and uh four-wheelers and snowmobiles you can easily make racks for your weapons um bow and arrow crossbows guns you know throwing sticks whatever you hunt with whatever your style is and you can go out and you can go kill yourself a moose or an elk or a buffalo in 
You know, you could go for anything. A squirrel, whatever you're hungry for. I hunt with Chuck and Norris. That's my left and right bicep, by the way. Oh, Those of you at home. I bet. Chuck and Norris. Now, those those kind of vehicles, they still take gas, though, right? They do take gasoline. Uh, So if you were having one of those and you didn't have any gasoline, well, you know, it's kind of tough there. Tough luck. But uh, if you can afford, and if propane becomes the next type of fuel, you can convert all of those vehicles to use propane. So... Then, which would be a really nice thing to do, but propane is also expensive. So whoa, 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 it might go whoa. down in price if, if if there's less gas. You know, that might be the next area that goes down in price because it won't be implemented so much right away. And it might be kind of a backfall when there's no gasoline. While you're waiting for that gasoline to come in, mm-hmm. you might use propane. Mm. So it's kind of a kind of a two-way win there, and you just kind of convert back and forth. Now, is there a way I can just convert it over to electric and get like a... Uh, what are those those sun solar panels and like hook it up to it somehow or something like that? So solar panels, I I do believe could possibly live through solar flares because they are kind of meant to take some flares. But I don't know how often that you'd have to replace them. And solar panels, you'd have to use quite a few solar panels to keep your batteries charged. Right. And then you want to make sure, you know, if there is one was a magnetic storm that came through, you might be completely out of luck using one. From sources that I've talked to, solar panels work good on very small vehicles yes. and for short trips. Yep. So long trips across the wasteland, probably not your best friend. And don't, don't expect to be... My probably lives too far away. Maybe otherwise... you get cookies from her every probably. now and then, you know. I like, will say... Raiders might take your cookies. They, you know, they have before. And that's not police. a euphemism in this case. Uh, not I, a euphemism. I would not expect to be using your Tesla. Your Tesla is probably not going to be something that will run very uh, at all, really. Eat your heart it's out, completely. Elon Musk. It's completely we say controlled. Oh, we did. <laughs> it's, it's completely controlled by computers. So if you have a Tesla, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do unless you're going to figure out a way to take out all the sensors and make a conversion. So it's just straight electricity with major solar panels attached to the roof, the hood, yeah. the windows, kind of everywhere around the car, it'll be a full solar panel. We need to see where you got solar panels. That's, That's right. right. You just, you know, it's a, yeah. You'll be kind of you. You guys remember the old slap cars when you pulled the trigger? Oh yeah. And that's how. And, and you would feel the you would feel the metal touching on the other metal. Yeah. And as the further you pulled down, the faster your car would go yep. because there's more contact. That's going yep. to be how your pe- gas pedal is going to have to be in the Tesla as well. Ah, uh, that's very or true. Or an electric vehicle. Yeah. Or even a hybrid. Sure. So. Sure. Now the good news also about two cycle, from what I understand, is two cycle gets very good gas mileage. It, it, it can. Many many of vehicles are, mainly because a lot of times they're smaller and smaller motors. But from what I understand, two cycles can get uh, very good gas mileage as well. And the thing is, too, is everyone back in the 2000s, say, um, they were they were using carbureted for racing earlier, you know, oh, yeah. way, way long ago when they first came out, back in the 20s and 30s when they were starting to be more popular people started to modify the carburetors to dump more fuel in Mm -hmm. now if we reverse that we make our cars slower and we put smaller jets in to bring in less fuel into the vehicle you'll be saving a lot of gas mileage by doing that making the environment so if you have if you have say an old drag car take those jets and make them small again because you're yeah you're gonna slow your car down still look cool it'll be slower but you're not wasting as much fuel if you're conservative right. about fuel. Now I'm not. I always have my vehicle that is, but I like to go fast. 
And if I die going fast, then I guess you're all SOL. Can't help you out anymore. Not to be confused with SOLS. That's right. That's it's right. not me. All right. Well, awesome. Well, geez, uh, Lugnut, we want to thank you uh, as much crap as we gave you at the beginning of the show. We want to really thank you for all the amazing information that you've just given us about uh, cars in the, in the post-apocalyptic world. Um, I got to say, this is probably some of the most like legitimate advice that we've probably ever gotten on any topic so far kind of feels like yeah i agree i mean my mind is blown i'm, I'm still swimming a little bit i mean obviously we're going to continue to just take whatever mechanical equipment that we need repaired or whatever else over to uh lug night here because yeah. he's the expert but nevertheless hopefully uh some of the stuff really helped you guys out and like i said there's a lot of really great information here from lug night um anything else you wanted to finish with lug night well i i just really wanted to thank you for having me on your show uh, if you have any more questions, you'd like to have me come back on the show and answer more questions for other people, I'll do my best to do so. And uh, good luck to y'all. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lagna. We really appreciate it. You have uh, a safe time out there in the uh, corona-apocalyptic world. Uh, actually, before you leave, Sly, give us a rundown on what we're going to be sending Lugnut home with today. So today, Anthony, I'm sure he... Uh, Crewed this very legally, of course. but he has this 20-inch rim with spinner attached uh, that he, I'm sure, just found. You know, it says Cadillac Escalade on it, but I'm sure he just found it. I'm sure he just found just it. Just laying around. That's not the car we have outside either. That's, no. Huh. It's Interesting. A, I think it's a Someone Honda. thrown it out. Probably. Sure, just, What know. an idiot. Well, definitely take So, we yeah, have. we got that for you. Um, and once again, he has engraved with his incredibly sharp, almost uh, unbelievable claws uh our logo and our, our name on there so right. and you know the very cool thing about getting a wheel like this is people never stop customizing their vehicles so exactly. if anyone comes across and i need something maybe i need some food or some water maybe i need um a girlfriend who knows i'll who knows? just trade them the wheel for their girl who that's cares right. you know she's it's, mine now that's right trade and barter system is great that's right it's amazing it is. It's nothing amazing. more and this is this is a great more way free. to keep the world popular oh yeah that's right that's right nothing more free. just share your girls that's, share your girls <laughs> that's an interesting Watch take out for like those that because no, you might a, not get very sh- lucky with those now that's a shirt that's right that's right all right. Well, thanks again, Lugna. Enjoy your wheel and uh, and everything attached to it. And uh, you have a good one out there. Hopefully we didn't tire you too much out. Oh, I'm geez. pretty tired now. <laughs> uh, now, Sly, you, you mentioned earlier that you had a, a sort of survival DIY type tip for us. What do I you do. Got? So I got an emergency tip. Uh, so, well, not this is this is an emergency, but it would it, you could use it in an emergency. Mm-hmm. So here's the tip. If you have a car that you don't feel is going to be used or gas is too expensive where you're at and too hard to come by, what you can do is take the car batteries. Now, you may need two depending on what kind of battery it is, how old it is, how you have it set up, and you can use jumper cables and attach them to some sort of paddle, something that carries current, um, and you can actually use it as an emergency defibrillator. Oh, okay. So, go so ahead. So, grandma has up. a heart attack. Yeah. Or- Hook that baby up. Now I do have to say clear first. Yes, there's clear. clear. Now the disclaimer is this isn't exactly you know it's pretty much what it is. You cannot control the voltage. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know it's you pretty much are getting what the battery is going to give you. Mm -hmm. Now it depends on the charge. Depends. Well, that's you know the the voltage really matters. That's a thing. Uh, So if you have whatever you got uh, for voltage on the battery, whatever you got that's actually giving out for amperage, you know it's really going to be an interesting 
uh, time. So you know, it may bring your loved one back from the dead. You may create a hyperactive zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really don't know. So um, that's a whole new form of Rona Romer. But yeah, exactly. But what's you know, war is a hyperactive zombie, or you know, what's it's like a high risk, high reward. You, know, you might turn into a hyperactive zombie that could kill thousands of people. Oh, okay. Or you might get grammar back so you can get those oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, with or without she does the raisins. The oatmeal chocolate jet because she's amazing like that. But that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I guess the worst that could happen would be that you've created a new Rona Romer. Right. And then, so, I mean, other than that, they just stay dead. Which I mean, it might get named after you if you do create it. That's so true. So there is that's that. True. You might go down legacy as infamous, but. The buzzer Romer. Right. The buzz. Yeah. I the, don't know. Because it's electric. The caffeinated craze. Well, that's with caffeine. I know, but. Are there, are there, so are there other ideas things of things that, could, that you could use with a car? Because I'm thinking like uh, taking the hood sure. and turning that into like a sick, um, right. um, like cooking uh-huh. surface. Yeah. Like you could set up like a fire underneath it and cook it like a, what do they have? Like the, the um, at like cafes and stuff where they make the burgers. Yeah, on the griddle, the like a, yeah, like yeah, a big, big griddle, griddle yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, you could do something like that. Take it out an open fire and you'll have family get togethers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. If you took out the uh, the tank and you really like clean that out, you could probably like store water in it for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Like when you're going on a journey, maybe you got a camel, because those are just readily available to everybody apparently. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess place. if you're out here in the Midwest, you could probably find yourself a horse or a cow. Maybe llamas. ride that for a while. Possibly a llama. A llama. That's true. We do have a weird amount of llamas, and that is not it's, like a natural. Yeah, animal no, it's to... it's. I think it's migrated this way. Um, the llamas, because of the fur, actually prefer colder climates. So yeah. I think from the coastal cities where the rona has really broken out, they've all kind of been chased off by the rona roamers and the the corona corpses into the Midwest area. That's right. That's right. So they, that's, I think that's why we've started to see a really an uptick of them. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you can take off certain parts of the, the car that you sure. have, and you could turn it into kind of like a soapbox. Oh, yeah. Um, I think soapbox derbies have been really coming back just because it doesn't require an engine. Right. You need some form of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. It's and not it's too fun. loud. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, no. It doesn't draw too many. I mean, unless people get excited. Right. In which case, it does get loud. Right. But otherwise, well, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, there's plenty. I mean, you said it kind of has to get creative with it. You know, you can take bumpers off. Uh, form them into different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, use I made them to, an awning out of some bumpers. See exactly, yeah, and you yeah. can you can wrap them around things to protect mm-hmm. uh, ledges yep. um, from Trees. from yeah. So you know, you create your own yeah, you can create your own garden. All kinds of stuff. I um, mean, that's just like a whole bunch of metal that you can work with. Exactly, you just get artistic, like some sort of heat source. Yeah. And if you know anyone who has the uh, capabilities of using a welder? Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. have any tanks that they are still using. You know, you can weld stuff, create your own designs. Uh, sell it at the market, the local right. market, you know, whatever you got going on. Once mm-hmm. again, barter trade type stuff, you know. You might need someone's uh, uh, a car seat, and they might need your bumper. You just That's never right. know. That's right. Get out there and get trading. You won't know until you get to the market, and then exactly. you got your item. Now, you got to obviously bring it in on something because car parts get heavy. Oh, yeah. You know, so bring it in on like a, I don't know, like I said, a horse or a cow or a llama or whatever. They can carry all that kind of stuff. An alpaca. Yes. Yes. Pack case, it on the alpaca. Pack it on the alpaca. You should make a, like a bumper sticker for your alpaca. Mm, there you go. <laughs> Pack it on the Pack alpaca. Pack it on the alpaca. So that's our survival DIY tip for today. And uh, for the most part, that's our episode. We just wanted to, uh, actually, we're going to hit you guys with, uh, we got some we got some reviews in. Reviews? Reviews, right? I know. So we got a five-star review from Odin For Real. And he says, wow, that sly really has a great voice. I started listening to help me fall asleep at night. And the, uh, with the company comforting voice of Sly elsewhere drowning out the sounds of the Corona corpses. But I kept listening, 
because of the content. Seven out of seven, recommended. Wow, man, that guy really knows his stuff. He really does. He really does. We really appreciate it, Odin for real. You're probably out there listening right now. We appreciate getting a review for you. And remember that you too can give us a review. I guess positive or negative. If right. For some reason, you had some kind of negative response right. to say, but nevertheless, um, shoot us a review in your in. Uh, you can drop a review in iTunes. Um, I think that's kind of the main place that you can drop a review at. Yeah, I'm not sure what other yeah, possibilities are. Really Maybe call them to your local radio station if that's they still right. exist um, and try to, to tell them, yo, I really like them boys that do that show. Brothers. And they'll be like, what boys that do them shows? We got lots of boys that do them shows. That's right. And you'd be like, them boys that talk about the corona apocalypse. You'd be like, oh, the apocalypse, boys. The apocalypse, boys? That's what they call them out there. The apocalypse, boys. Always driving oh. around in that oh, car, it's, causing it's, all kinds of trouble. It's the uh, Corona Apocalypse Bros. No, it's the Corona Apocalypse Bros. It's Apocalypse Bros. Apocalypse Bros. Apocalypse Bros. So yeah, absolutely. Calling to your radio station, or like like we mentioned before, going to iTunes, leave us a review. Tell us what it's like out there for you in the uh, Corona Apocalypse. Uh, you can also like, subscribe, and follow on pretty much any of our platforms. You have some form or variation of that whether it be on spotify itunes google youtube or any of the other um platforms that we're on every all of them every single all of them all of the every all of the every hit us up in the comments if you have any topics that you'd like to us to discuss um topics you'd like to hear about us uh hear about in the future we can bring guests on etc we'll look for guests that are based on that we'll shoot out some smoke signals see if we can find anybody check out our apocalypse rose page that's right Jump into the bunker with us by joining our Facebook group. Jump. Where you can get the latest episodes and even interact with me and Sly. Me and Sly. Well, Wait. You're Sly. What? <laughs> but yeah, you can absolutely get onto the uh, the Facebook group and uh, talk to us. Talk to us about the podcast. Talk to us about topics, again, that you'd like to hear. Yes. Um, talk to us about what you think, what you'd like to think. Yes. And we'll tell you what to think. Yes. I mean... That's how it works. Influence your thinking. That's right. We'll wink at you and say, but what about this idea? And yes. you like, oh, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yes. Now. Yes. Yes. So, again, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of... The, the Apocalypse, Apocalypse Bros. Bros.